Welcome to The Hat Club, where I interview women just like you who are trying to balance their many hats. My name is Jenna Urban, a mom, educator, sports lover, and of course, the ultimate multitasker at times. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today, and I have an amazing interview that I know you'll love. Today we are talking with Susan Blusica, who in my opinion is a financial guru. So Susan shares with us her seven levels of money realities, and she connects each level to a different energy and explains what you should be focused on in each level. What I loved about Susan's experience is that she's been through it. So she's not only writing about it, she's living it. And she kind of relates money to more self-care. I've always tried to practice self-care, but I've never really considered money, having a relationship with money as part of my self-care. So Susan's, her eye-opening seven levels of money realities has really taught me that they're in each stage what you should be concentrating on in order to get to the next level. And she also relates it back to what we're going through now with the crisis of COVID-19. She kind of explains uh, what we could be taking a look at to kind of make sure that we are financially stable when we come out of this mess. So I hope you guys enjoy. I really learned a lot from Susan and I think you will too. Let's join right in with Susan. Well, thank you, Susan, for joining us today. I'm really excited to hear what you have to offer our, our listeners. Well, thank you, Jenna. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. So, Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in finances? Sure. So, way back in the day, didn't know what I wanted to um, to do with my life. I followed in my mom's footsteps. I went to secretarial school, got a certificate, and cut my teeth on Wall Street. My first job <laughs> was making sixteen and a half thousand dollars, and I thought I was queen of the universe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I worked my way up. I was at Goldman Sachs when they were still private, and worked there for four years. And then I discovered life after Goldman um, at Reuters America. Worked there for eight years, and then I went over to the insurance side of the biz. So I've seen the business from the, you know, investment and wealth management side, the information side, and the, um, the insurance side, which is now in, especially in New York State, all part of the same, you know, um, department, right? They've, so financial and, and uh, insurance is considered the same thing. Okay. Because when you think about it, right, mm -hmm. your money depends on its being protected, Right. Right. So I was working for a large mutual insurance company in the top 1% of mutual insurance uh, insurers nationwide. And I had a crisis of legacy. And I, I was, you know, working with great people, had great benefits, great salary, you know, the, the deal. And I um, was talking to a bunch of my advisors and my financial advisor, Joe said, well, why don't you do what I do? And cause I couldn't see my footprint right. and he knew that education runs deep in my DNA. Mm -hmm. My family, we run schools. I have an assistant principal. My cousins are teachers. You know, we seem to be big on the education front. So we, um, Sorry, that's my computer. That's okay. So we, um, uh, he 
showed me what that would look like. He thought I would be really good at doing that. And I, 10 years ago, decided, sure. Uh, actually, I kicked the tires of it for a year and a half part-time so that I didn't go off of the corporate salary and into the entrepreneur cliff of, of you know, uh, revenue. Right. And so I had a bit of a cushion there. And then in the first year that I was uh, helping people with their financial plans, and loving it. I saw my legacy every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my husband lost his job. <laughs> oh, so I had the challenges that people who do this for a living experience over a few years. I had it all concentrated in the first year. And I prevailed because I had already promised people this was the career that I would be retiring from. So I was I was on the hook. <laughs> I right. was committed. And I am probably the most persistent person I know, right? So fast forward, I was hiring uh, in in my first year, I figured out really quickly that given all the challenges I had experienced, I needed to hire a coach. And I hired the first of many coaches. And my success from that point is directly related to my saying yes to that first coach. And coaches are a way that you can quantum leap Right, you can leverage their hard won experiences. Right, so this is not a financial get, coach. This is like a personal life coach. Well, she was coach. she was somebody who was a a perennial um, leaders club producer in my new career. Okay, and she knew <laughs> things that I didn't, and she offered to help me. And when I said yes to her, I did not know how I was going to pay her. Right. And I said yes anyway, and the money came, right? And because the, there is power when we say yes right. to what is being offered to us, right? Just like in this current environment that we find ourselves in, when you step up and you say yes, the way is made clear. Right. So that was one of my very first lessons with hiring a coach. I, I hired two other coaches in that first year. And as a result, I had your 10 results by year three. Wow. And then fast forward again, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking this was like my mission in life, I kept going and going and enjoying the heck out of it and Mm -hmm. serving people at my highest level. I hired a coach who's extremely innovative, and she helped me um, with just tweaking my sales conversation. And she also said, you know, I, I, I see... I suspect that when you help people with your with their financial plans, you're doing a little bit more than helping them just with their plan. And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm all in. I'm the relationship coach, the career coach. I'll even mentor your kids. Right? right. I'm, I'm all in because awesome. <laughs> it's all connected." Yes. Yeah. And she said, "Well, let's let's figure out a way to monetize that." And within the regulation constraints in my first industry. Uh, I didn't know exactly how that was going to work, but we did figure it out, and I was able to expand my services and be a money and prosperity coach. So I started that in 2018 after I recognized, I discovered that there are seven energetic levels of money consciousness. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Can you share those with us? I would love to hear those. Yes. So I was reading, I'll just briefly share how I discovered them. Uh, I was reading for the second time, Power Versus Force by Sir David Hawkins. And he, in which he says you can calibrate the, like whatever your state of mind or your energetic state, 
um, you know, your consciousness, right, your state of consciousness, they're all pretty much very similar, the same. Um, And you can calibrate the vibration in your body depending on what state you're in. So I kind of hit my forehead and said, this is exactly how money works. Now, by that time, I had been helping people with their financial plans for about eight years. And I realized something, that no matter what people's income level, they are unaware of how to invite in and receive more money so they can be, do, and have more. Right. So it was all kind of, you know, synthesizing together. And then I, I realized, wow, so there are these seven, like, states of money consciousness, if you will. And I call them the seven money realities. Right. Now, this is something that you've come up with yourself. Yep. Okay. This is, yep, this is my signature discovery. Love it. (laughs) Uh, I'm in the process of writing a book about it. Yeah, I just finished the outline today, so I'm feeling really accomplished. Awesome. (laughs) Can't wait to read that one. Yeah, so the seven stages are the first two are what you call life-taking. They're very, um, they're very, you know, uh, like one is, the first one is deficient absence. And so you start at the bottom at one and then you go up to seven, right? Okay. And as you go up, there are, um, there, think of the colors of a rainbow, like you start at red and then you end up in the opulence, you know, the very purpley opulence um, color right. and all the ones in between. And then the spiral of energy gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you go up the levels because as you get more money, Mm-hmm. the energy of that abundant money is lighter and more expansive. Okay. So if you're in the bottom of the seven money realities, you're in deficient absence. That's, you know, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, you know, those kinds of things. Um, debt is closed out to you. Right. Then you're in, you can move into captive desire where it's not so bad, living paycheck to paycheck right. would be in that category. Okay. And unfortunately, the statistics are that 60% of Americans can't put their hands on $1,000 in an emergency. Right. And we're in those times right now. In fact, more dire than that. Right. right? We're seeing a lot of that now. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to I stress something to your listeners who are looking for a ray of hope in this you know, current situation. Mm-hmm. There is only abundance. Like we get tricked by our ego mind or monkey mind that keeps directing us to the circumstances right in front of our face, right? Mm -hmm. And it does that because it wants us to survive to another day. It's a survival mechanism. So it's not bad. It's a good thing. And when we recognize that it's doing that for survival and we can appreciate that we are going to live another day Mm -hmm. we can say to it hang on there's a bigger truth here right Right. like so the circumstances may be dictating lack but the truth with a capital t is that there is only abundance you either have an abundance of clients or you have an abundance of time right right you either have an abundance of money or you have an abundance of bills right Mm -hmm. It's, it's only abundance right and what you focus on, you will manifest, right? Right. Okay. So if you're focusing on the lack, that's only going to keep you in these lower money reality levels that we're talking about of one and two. Right. And, and because if you want ex- 
expansive money consciousness, your, your energy, right, your resonance has to match the frequency of that lighter, expansive money level. The way to the, the level three out of one and two is courage. It's called courageous forgiveness. Courage, and this is true when you're doing the calibration that um, Dr. Sir David Hawkins speaks about in his book, um, courage is that pivotal point. It's a turning point where you're going from the life-taking energy of those first levels and moving into the life-giving of the other levels. So you can... And you can borrow my courage. I have courage in spades. <laughs> so oh if you're thinking you're lacking courage, right, because energy is beyond all time, space, and dimension, right. you can borrow my energy of courage. Okay, right? so you're saying you courage, take... courage to kind of step out of that yep. thinking of paycheck to paycheck and kind of moving to the next step to where you could start saving some money. Yes, or or paying off debt. Courage. So so there are many people nowadays in business, right? And just in the last week, uh, in my circles at least, who are exploring ways to pivot. I mean, right. you just have to look at the big. You know, the Ford company is now out of making cars, right, and pivoting into making masks and other things right. for, you know, the healthcare industry and the first responders. So, you know that they're serving an immediate need right. by retweaking their manufacturing process, right? That's a good analogy. If the, if, you know, they can do it, like anybody can do it. Right. Um, people who are seamstresses are making masks. I love that. Right. Yes. The, the point is if there's only abundance and I'm a stand for unapologetic prosperity, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of circumstances, the, the idea is that, if you give yourself space and pause and ask your great ego mind a fantastic question of, well, how can I pivot? What's the one thing that I can do, right? Right. And, right, so I asked myself this question on the weekend, and I came up with donating blood because I'm, I'm a universal donor. Great, right. right? That's one thing I can do. And then, you know, so that's something to give back because I'm actually in a really good position, uh, probably capitalized for, you know, a year plus. Mm -hmm. So I have options because I've been, you know, my plan has been in effect for, you know, almost two decades now of because my financial advisor, you know, built the first plan and then I took it to the next level with the work that I do with my clients and applying it to my plan. Right. And so one of the rules of thumb is, you want to be saving 20%. If everyone in the nation saved 20%, we wouldn't have to be bailed out by the federal government at this point. We'd all be able to capital, you know, be fully capitalized, right? You know, for a year, right, of liquid savings on hand, right? If you don't have that, there's always a way. Okay. There is always a way. So I want to give a lot, of, and I think a lot listeners. of people, like I think a lot of people, are dealing with that right now. That maybe they have not been saving for two years, so what would be a way right now? Well, first I want to point out it's very easy to let circumstances dictate how you're thinking about it. Right. So you need to have the the trust, the faith in in the truth 
that there is always a way, that you, you must be willing to accept that new idea if you hadn't had it already, okay, first. Like, that's required. Which is like kind of and getting out of panic mode, right? Correct. These are not platitudes. This is real rubber hits the ground suggestions and tips. It comes to managing your energy first, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back to faith practices, if you don't have one already, um, stepping out in nature, if you're able to, right? I mean, we just had some snow in the area, but, um, you know, getting out, like, you know, connecting with nature and beauty, art, um, music, that's all high vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to pivot out of looking at your current circumstances and getting that panicky, like, I can't see beyond my nose feeling, right? right? And connecting to something bigger than you. That's really important in these times. Physical activity, right? So meditation can be active or passive. Physical activity, working out, dancing, that's all active meditation, right? Right, And that helps reconnect us, center us, ground us, and gives us a good foundation from which we can then look into, okay, well, what can I, can I, you know, what can I do? I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit from stage two, because we're seeing some people, you know, that were living paycheck to paycheck, and that are now only living off of one paycheck or they're they're living like both people are out of work so in order for them to be to get a handle on their finances would what were what are some tips that you would suggest in order to move forward to the other stages just to kind of get back and get grounded to where they feel secure before they could try to figure out a way to to make more money sure so you you must be able to ask for help. So there are, so first of all, IRS moved, if you owe taxes, right, they moved that. Some states are, uh, like Pennsylvania has decided, you know, to follow the suit um, to delay, you know, having to pay taxes, right, for those who owe taxes. Um, The, you know, there's unemployment, you can qualify for unemployment, if you've been, you know, if, if even I believe if like daycare ha- is not available for your children or schools are closed, which is everybody's situation and you can't go to work or your employer has, you know, closed, closed up given the governor's orders. Right. Right. So there and then there's the, you know, the money, the bills that are, are being, uh, you know, going through the, the Senate and the House, you know, and Congress that they're looking to you know, give actual money into the hands of Americans to help them through this unprecedented um, situation. So be open to, it doesn't matter how the money comes in, right? Mm -hmm. In the short term, it it doesn't ever matter, but especially so now, it's okay to ask for help and to say yes to everything that's being offered, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So do a little research. What can I get my hands on right now? Um, Mortgage companies, Banks, the bigger banks, Citibank, Chase, Bank of America, I'm sure I'm missing some, have offered, you know, they can, they're going to stop fees on credit cards and things. Um, And student loans, I think for 60 days now have 0%, you know, interest. So there's, there is help coming out of the woodwork that you need to be aware of and avail yourself of. So do your research. Do your research, right. Yeah. Do your research, be aware. 
and, and just keep asking, what else, what else, what else? Like, what else is out there that I can avail myself for? Now, if, if you are in the situation where, you know, you, you're coming up against a hard deadline, you don't have any money mm. that, you know, you need some help here, um, get that help, right? Right. And how there about are, um, mm-hmm. even, like, you know, what type of bills? I know if people get in panic mode and they're seeing other bills that, you know, your your water, your electric bill and stuff like that, or even, you know, looking to kind of cut costs maybe if they get in panic mode, should be should they be looking to, you know, maybe call up the cable company and, and disconnect well, that's cable right. So you bit. look at all your – so if you have home service, maybe it's time to put your cell service on hold, right, right. or vice versa. If you have cable, um, you know, there's online thing, maybe keep the internet, but you don't need the cable channels because you have Netflix or streaming things, right? And you can get your news other, in other ways. Um, you know, yes, innovative ways to do that. Um, you know, the I know in Pennsylvania they have mandated early on that the electric company cannot shut off power for non-payment, right? Like so, right. like you don't you don't necessarily have to stress as much as you probably think you do, mm-hmm. because you know there is help and you need to be aware what is the absolute priority. You know, rent, mortgage, and food. Everything else can be deferred. Everything else can wait. Right. Everything else can be, you know, managed in the short term, in you know, to, to make, to survive, right? right? We will get through this. We will get through this. And when you keep a level head and you have the capacity to manage, right, to, to, to see the news but not have it affect you, right? right? To hear what's going on and not go in, into instant fear, which comes from having a daily practice. Right of the meditation, of, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever that, whatever that is, it's well. There's like four different ways of self care, and it's social, mm-hmm. it's your physical, it's your mental, and it's your emotional and spiritual. Right. So you have you have to have self care for those mm-hmm. and your money. Money is kind of with the physical. Right. So once you get yourself under control. And then you could kind of get on the offense for this. And like, would you suggest sitting down with your family and kind of reevaluating your budget and kind of listing things from, like you mentioned, you know, what's a priority to maybe look at how much you're paying each month for your other bills and see where you can kind of eliminate um, just kind of those extras that we talked about a little bit. So kind of reevaluate. Right. Yeah. You, you look and say, well, what is a fixed expense that I can't really, you know, do too much about, which is like rent, mortgage, and, you know, electricity and the utilities and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then you look at, well, what's a discretionary expense? And I know that Americans have been, you know, gotten used to certain things being quote unquote essential. Mm -hmm. I mean, here in Pennsylvania, they've closed down the liquor stores. So something that most of us would consider essential is listed as non-essential, right? So I think we're all being challenged at this to reconsider what's essential for me power right Mm -hmm. so I can draw the water up from my well right Right. water and um, food are the essentials so if you have those you're going to be fine everything else you know they're they're also saying don't worry too much about your credit scores they're going to be you know, that, that if you have a hit to your credit score because of all the stuff that we're going through, because you really have no control over that. It's being mandated by the politicians in an effort to help our 
you know, um, community health, right, right. To, to flatten the curve of this pandemic. So, you know, it, it is that in every challenge are the seeds of opportunity. Right. So that would bring right. us actually to that three that you talked about, kind of finding the cur- courage to pivot and look for those seeds of opportunity. So level three is all about actually taking ownership. It's the courage to take ownership and okay. to forgive oneself for the prior mistakes okay. right, or missteps financially. That's what level three is about. Okay. And it's, it's kind of the launching off level for the next few levels, right? Okay. So once you've, you've given yourself permission, right, to forgive yourself for the past, you know, maybe you had some mistakes or missteps that you made, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you need to forgive yourself so you don't go back there. We don't want to slide backwards, right? Right, especially now. We, we won't, right. Not now, right. <laughs> so once you're, you're, it's no blaming, right? It's the willingness to accept responsibility, okay. and that's that turning point. So it intentionally, you, you start to attract what I call starter abundance, right? And you start to get into conscious practice with your money. So you know all the credit that you owe. You, you know your expenses to the penny. You take responsibility and control over your results, right? That's where you are in, in level three. Level three. Okay. And from that point, you can launch into level four, which is harmonious acceptance, by staying in non-judgment, okay. right? Like um, you, you plug into that energetic flow and magnetism that's always all around you, but now you're aware of it, right? right? And you have a clear five-year vision for your money, a 12-month plan for your money, and you leverage experts in money, and you read books on money, right? You, you, you take you know, maybe hire a coach or you go into a group program, right? This is the point like from three into four is where I usually find my clients because now they're aware of the abundance that exists all around them and they want to learn very quickly how to implement that into their money life. Right. So I love that. The, right. Even even that self-educating because, and you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. when we first started talking about how you kind of loved that idea to, you know, to self-educate and learn more. And that's how you kind of moved up in your business. Um, and I think that a lot of people nowadays, be, they might not have the extra money to hire a full-time coach, but they could look for maybe those private consultations to kind of get you back on track. Like, that you said you offer your clients or just suggested reading that one-on-one, you know, educating yourself to know more about your finances. Yeah. And it's not knowledge. It's applied knowledge. So you can read all the books that you want. You can do all the research that you want. It's in the application of the knowledge. That's the turning point, right? So uh, that is why I'm writing a book and I've outlined the book. And the last chapter is, what are the next steps after the book, right, that you want to be implementing, right, because you want to take all this knowledge that you just got in the book and apply it. And there's that. many different ways you can do that. Some people, it's, it is a minority of the population, are really good at DIY, right, at mm-hmm. doing it yourself, at that self-accountability, right? right. Like I'm going to set a goal, I'm going to write down my goals, 
I think that's like 4% of the population have written goals. Right. And, and that includes having a money, you know, a plan for your money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, the rest of the population needs to have that additional support. However, that is offered. Maybe it's an actual structured do it yourself program, right? Maybe it's a group program. Right. Maybe ultimately it's working with one-on-one. I mean, I jumped right in, right away in my own career of working one-on-one, but that was because I had come from the corporate world, right, and had already had a 10-year money plan, so I had some wherewithal to do that right out of the gate. Right. Right now, it's essential that you get yourself on solid footing with realistic, like, what is my money reality now, mm-hmm. right? And if it's a dire situation, like you don't have savings or you can't put your hands on the money to get you through, you then look at, well, what what's available to me, right, in mm-hmm. all of the, the offerings, and they're changing daily. So right. continue to do the research, continue to stay informed about what is being, you know, it is a very fluid situation, Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's, you know, the, the news kind of is getting better every day in terms of the help, the financial help that's being offered to most Americans that are affected by this. Right. right. So if you're in that category, be honest, you know, release judgment about being in that category. That's really important because mm-hmm. judgment, again, is going to hold you stuck and you can't afford to remain stuck. You have to move yourself forward. Right. Yes, exactly. Because it's about survival. And it's about being smart, keeping your head on your shoulders because we're all in this together, right? Mm-hmm. And panic spreads like wildfire. So we can't panic. We must remain calm and keep our rational sense about us, yes. right? <laughs> and mm-hmm, and realize, you know, what's essential, what's not essential, truly. And, and triage. You can have financial triage, right? Like I was saying, so you prioritize according to the, the what is really, really essential for your survival first. Right. Everything else takes a back seat. And then you focus on, and that will help you compartmentalize and manage, right, mm-hmm. like what's manageable, what you can control, and you release what you can't control. That's really important in these times too. Exactly. And it's as true as ever with our money. So that's kind of like what you're talking about, you know, being at level four, everybody kind of forgives themselves for their past, kind of get grounded, get confident about your money, and then moving on to level five. What what does that look like? So once you have a flow and you're you're leveraging, you know, um, information and experts in money and so forth, and you're implementing it, you can move into five, which is loving money. So it's interesting, I'm going to pause here to just share what I sometimes hear from people is that they hate money, right? And, and because belief shapes reality, it has a lot to do with what they were taught about money in the early days, right? Anything that you learned before, I believe it's age seven, you have no filter, you have no ability to judge it, right, or, or um, really manage it coming into your consciousness. So you just accept it. Right. So what what society teaches us, teachers, our parents, right, our mm-hmm. caretakers, they're like even our you know religious um, entities, that all goes in, um, and it's a hundred percent taken as truth, okay. right? And as we grow, 
it's rare that we have taken time out of our adult lives to go back and look at those beliefs about money. Right. So it's one of the first things I do with clients. I'm kind of shocked, at, though, like when you said, I've never met anybody that really doesn't like money, but I, I guess I know people that don't like talking about money if it puts them, you know, if it makes them uncomfortable because they might be in some, you know, financial stress. But that it's interesting to me for people not liking money when you said that. Right. Me too. And so I have had people tell me I hate money and I say, well, that's interesting because then you'll never get beyond level four with your money because level five is about loving money and embracing it, embodying love and compassion, right? Feeling at peace with money, right? right? And so what loving money, that level is all about is anytime you spend money or pay bills, you bless the money, you, you feel grateful for having the money to pay the bills, right. right? You love being in the flow of money and attract opportunities to, to make even more money. And loving money is also about being a good steward of money and saving that 20%, right? right? Like the, the opportunity I see from my unique standpoint here is because we are being given the opportunity now to look at everything and and really call out what's not essential. Mm -hmm. After we're through this, people are actually going to have a lot more discretionary income. Right. And they're going to be given a unique opportunity to make different financial choices going forward. And I would advocate that you have the intention and commitment to at your earliest opportunity start putting that 20% away. Can you get to 20% overnight? Not usually, but in this circumstance, right. that's one of the silver linings from my perspective. You will be able to get there overnight as soon as we're through this. Interesting. Right? So my clients on the financial side, they're all you know at 20 plus percent that they're saving. And it's not easy when you first start a savings habit like that. Right. And before long, you know, after the first three months, it's like having a new car payment or a new mortgage payment or a new anything payment, right? Mm-hmm. After three months in normal life I'm talking about, it, it falls into the, the, the background, right? right? You don't even feel it anymore. Similar with that. First three months that you're going to be putting any kind of money away after this is all over, you're going to feel it. And after that, you're not going to, it's going to exit into the background, right? I, I, I believe that because I think even mm-hmm. like, you know, with my kids with, Invisalign or those type of payments um you know the first mm-hmm. couple of months it's like oh man and then it just kind of becomes and then it just you way. just do it right mm-hmm. it's like having kids period right we right. don't know how we're going to do it but we do it, just, do it. <laughs> just move forward just right. keep moving forward okay so we're moving yeah. to level six which I call joyful completion this is blissful, illumination, serenity. This attracts prosperity and overflow consistently and with ease. Everybody thinks that attracting money should be difficult, that you have to do a lot to get a lot of money. You have to work hard. You have to right, put a lot of effort out. Right. Actually, it's the reverse. You actually, uh, it's supposed to be easy to make money. Right. I know this is going to push against a lot of people's resistance to this idea. And I can tell you from personal experience that this is the reason it feels so good when you're in this level, when you're, you know, attracting the flow of money and opportunities 
and it's all it's happening efficiently right you have more than enough and you're able to give back charitably too here in in joyful completion most of us are charitable but i mean like you're really able to be charitable in this in this level it feels so good and easy it's supposed to right and then seven is like hardly anyone gets there (laughs) you know out of the population it's like point i don't know what percent Right. But it, it does exist, right? Okay. And it is peak money consciousness. I call it enlightened gratitude. Why gratitude? Because gratitude is the highest level of energy vibration we can be in the human body. In peak money consciousness in level seven, you attract abundance, sufficiency, prosperity, overflow exponentially. You don't even focus on your wealth and it grows you focus on your purpose right and you know that exponential wealth springs from it that's amazing so you mentioned though that there's a very low percentage of people that get to that point do you feel that you're well, at that point of level 7 i'm in i'm in 6 okay i'm in 6 yeah mhm okay so why i'm you- in so you can kind of have one foot in and one foot out right of a of a level right i'm fully in 6 and I have had flashes of seven, if you will. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't always been that way. I have personally been through all of the levels. Right. Well, that's interesting. The whole concept is, is like, I think, mind-blowing. <laughs> I, I loved, you know, the description of it. And I'm glad we were able to kind of bring it to the table what it would look like today for people that are in financial stress and looking for ways to kind of get out of that stress kind of becoming here's here's the point Mm -hmm. as long as you are breathing right Mm -hmm. there is hope right and ask what's one way that i can whatever xyz is you know that i can have help with my money that i can you know offer services for money Mm -hmm. right like whatever it is that you want to be doing um, grow my money, like whatever it is, right? What's one way? Because you can you can pivot into curiosity and engage that powerful, wonderful brain of yours into service for yourself and service for humanity. And the money is there. That's great. And where could people find more information, Susan? So I am at susanglusica.com. I'm at Unrivaled Realizations on Facebook. That's my business page. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and embracing us with your seven levels. Uh, what, what did you call them again? Seven, le- seven levels of? They're the seven money realities. Money realities. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. So it was my pleasure. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks for listening to The Hat Club with Jenna Urban. If you like the show and want to know more information, check out jennaurban.net or follow me on your favorite platform at the Jenna Urban. See you next time. And remember, we're all trying to balance the many hats that we wear.